You're walking down the street. You see a strange-looking antique shop called Ageless Trinkets of Mr. Bright. You're curious, so you enter there. You take a look at all the weird stuff. Suddenly, an old folded parchment paper catches your attention. It's a world map, but something's off with it. Instead of showing the countries as you know them, it shows the locations of four mythical lost worlds and civilizations. Mr. Bright, the shop owner, comes next to you after realizing your shock. This map won't let you find these places or anything, but I can explain to you the legends behind them if you want, he says. Let me begin with Atlantis. You might know it as Aquaman's underwater kingdom, but Atlantis, the fictional island, was actually first introduced in two of Plato's works. According to him, Atlantis was a highly advanced civilization that existed about 9,000 years before his own time, and its story had been passed down by poets, authors, and others. He wrote about Atlantis and its citizens to give a moral lesson and to teach about the dangers of arrogance, as well as the eventual downfall of those who are after too much power. In his dialogues, Plato stated that Atlantis was a great and powerful empire that was respected in all parts of the world. It was founded by beings who were half deities and half human, and became a great naval power after a while. Being an island filled with gold, silver, and other precious metals certainly helped their case. But besides that, it was also known for its breathtaking architecture and state-of-the-art technology, as well as its countless rare and exotic wild animals. Atlanteans were proud of their great achievements and the perfection of their civilization, but their excessive pride was going to bring their downfall. They believed they were so superior that they could gain control over any nation. This led them to launch a series of invasions. They conquered many of the Mediterranean lands, but when it was time to enter Athens, Athenians pushed back with an extraordinary force, so the Atlanteans were finally defeated. Plato stated that deities then got angry at Atlanteans because of how wicked, greedy, and immoral they became. So they punished them by sending earthquakes, which caused Atlantis to sink beneath the sea. Although the earliest written records of Atlantis were Plato's works, some people still believed his story to be based on truth and tried to identify the island of Atlantis with actual countries. Some people suggested it may have been located in the Mediterranean Sea, near the coast of Spain or Italy. Others thought it may have been located in the Caribbean, off the coast of Central or South America. But there was no solid evidence to support any of these claims. One theory, in particular, seemed more plausible than the others, though. Located in the Aegean Sea, the island of Santorini was the home of a highly advanced Minoan society. However, Due to a huge volcanic eruption, it was destroyed about 3,600 years ago, causing the Minoan civilization to suddenly disappear. These similarities between the fictional Atlanteans and the historical Minoans made Santorini a good candidate for the speculations. Yet again, there were still major flaws with it, such as how the time when Plato said Atlantis was destroyed doesn't coincide with the time of Santorini's eruption. So Atlantis still continues to be regarded as nothing more than a popular legend in the scientific world. Now, let's move toward the northeast direction on the map. 
Mr. Bright says. According to Celtic Brayton mythology, there once was a magnificent city called Yees, also known as Caris, that towered over Duarnenay Bay in France's Brittany region. It was the most wealthy city in the entire Atlantic. It was especially famous for its beautiful gardens and buildings, and its citizens were all living comfortably and happily there. Dahut, who was King Bradlon's daughter in Brayton legends and literature, had a deep love for the sea. She begged her father to build a city at the edge of the sea, and that is how the city of Yis was established. Little did she know that she would be the one responsible for the destruction of her father's beloved gift. You see, since the city was surrounded by the sea, it needed to be protected by a dike equipped with floodgates, and these gates could only be opened at low tide. And the only one who had the keys to these gates was the king himself. One day, a handsome red knight arrived at the city, but couldn't pass the gates. Dahut was so taken by him that she wanted to let him in. She knew that her father was the keeper of the only key to the city, so she sneaked into his room and stole it from him. Then she gave it to the Red Knight so that he could enter the city and they could be together. However, the Red Knight turned out to be the Prince of Darkness, and he intentionally left the gate open to the raging sea. The wave soon swallowed all of Yis. King Gradlon was able to escape on his magical horse, but Dahut didn't. She turned into an evil mermaid who lured sailors into the sea. Today, if you go to Quimper, a city in Brittany, northwest France, you can find the statue of King Gradlon riding on his horse. Although the city of Yis is a legend, Brittany coast locals believe that on the days when the waters are calm, you can still hear the tolls of the city bells deep under the sea, if you listen carefully. Mr. Bright then points at the Indian Ocean on the map and says, Now, have you heard about Lemuria? Back in the mid-1800s, a few scientists suggested that there was once a continent that existed in the Indian Ocean, somewhere close to the south of modern-day Sri Lanka. The first one to popularize this theory was the British lawyer and zoologist Philip Lutley Sclater. In his paper, The Mammals of Madagascar, he stated that he found lemur fossils in India, and not in Africa. However, this discovery was extremely shocking to him because of the fact that lemur's original homeland, Madagascar, is much closer to Africa. He proposed that this was possible only if some larger continent connected the two once. He stated that this continent must have eventually sunk to the ocean floor. He then named it Lemuria, and hence the theory was born. People who came after Sclater took his theory a step further and thought that Lemuria was also the home of an extinct race of humans called Lemurians, who had four arms and enormous bodies, and were also the ancestors of modern-day humans, as well as lemurs. Of course, as new scientific discoveries were made on plate tectonics, evolution, and the study of DNA, the theories regarding the fictional continent called Lemuria were debunked. The last fictional land on the map is Agartha, Mr. Bright says. Taking its roots from Eastern mysticism, one legend says there's a kingdom called Agartha 
that is located deep beneath the surface of the Earth. It's where all four corners of the world are connected by paths and tunnels. It is said that there's a secret entrance into Agartha hidden in the Gobi Desert. And it's built by Agarthans themselves using advanced technology that can't be detected by us, the surface folks. According to some beliefs, Agartha exists to counterbalance the energies of those who live above the surface. While we live in a state of rush and heightened emotions, this world beneath us is the total opposite. Some even say that those who escaped Atlantis fled here to continue their lives inside the Earth's core. And yet, others think it's actually a land that's crawling with all kinds of monsters. But there's no need to be scared, since modern science proved Earth's core is not actually hollow and is a solid hot iron ball. So you can cancel your journey plans to the center of the Earth if you've made any. Thanks, Mr. Bright. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.